For us people with disability, living in our own home isn't something we expect to just happen. I really had a very strong vision for Tammy and Kelly having a home of their own. Often we have to make it happen by ourselves or with our family and our allies. That's such a safeguard for Tammy and Kelly to have a house that is a home that suits them. I'm Jake Briggs, and welcome to the final episode of My Home, My Way, a podcast about people with disability making their home their own. Over the last seven episodes, you've heard practical advice and stories of people with developmental disability, their allies and families, making a home on their terms. From how to get started, to overcoming fears and busting the myths out there, to making a home feel like yours and not like a workplace, having paid and unpaid support so you can live in your own home, even if you have complex needs and stories of renting or buying a home. This episode is about safeguards, the things that protect you from harm, abuse, neglect, or exploitation. And since this podcast is about home, we'll join the dots between how living in your own place can help keep you safe, as well as be a place that helps relationships and networks happen. Some other big safeguards. In this episode, you'll meet Bobby. Uh, hi, my name is Bobby, Bobby Noon. I am about to approach my 70th birthday this year. You'll hear about safeguards that Bobby has in place for her daughters now and how Bobby is making sure those safeguards stick around into the future. Tammy and Kelly are Bobby's twin daughters. Tammy really loves live music, and she's got albums and uh, vinyl and turntable and speakers. And Kelly is more of a, I hate to say it, sunrise, morning television kind of person. She owns the big smart TV in the lounge room and sport, so they're quite different in what they like. Tammy and Kelly moved out of home at 25, and for the past 20 years, they've called an inner city suburb of Brisbane home. And my daughters live in Barton. It's a tree-lined street, nice wide roads. It's a house with a great garden. When you walk into their home, there's a big photo wall which has their family and friends and photos of themselves. And the house was quite well-designed quite a big house four bedrooms it was big enough for each of them to have spaces where they could do things that they like to do thank goodness for public housing who knew about accessible housing who built that house I could never have afforded to buy that house or even to design it they've had a number of small businesses living in Barton was handy for that too it's also quite close to the city and that that was fortunate that they got there because 
a few years ago they had a, a little business called Holmio Flowers and that was doing markets in the valley. Tammy and Kelly use wheelchairs. They've got limited speech. They have regular seizures. They can go on for days and impact their health. So having a home that's safe and nurturing is really important to them. Tammy and Kelly do have very complex support needs and require lots and lots of equipment, more equipment than I ever thought that they would be needing to store, but it's trying to keep the home like the home. Everyone values their home, their safety and their space, but Tammy and Kelly, you just really need to work at it because they're at risk of it not becoming a home because of the amount of support that they need. risk of becoming a hospital ward or a home without character or atmosphere, personality or individuality for Tammy and Kelly to be able to be who they are in the home and not be what suits Tammy will suit Kelly. Like they do have two recliners in the lounge room which don't look like a hospital recliner, which look like a recliner that anyone has in their lounge room. Their dining room table, it's high enough that they can get a wheelchair underneath so they can sit at the table. But it's just a timber table with, you know, it's actually kind of like a carved table. And their bedrooms, they have electric beds. They have rails on them, but the rails go underneath. So when the bed is made, there's a nice tuna on there. It doesn't look like a hospital bed, even though it is functionally like a hospital bed. Their equipment is stored in a storage room out the back door, which is very um, insightful of the Department of Housing to think about providing a place to put equipment that is not in your lounge room or where people come to visit. While they've got significant support needs, their home doesn't look like a hospital or a workplace. Tim and Kelly have eight support workers. Those workers come to work in Tim and Kelly's home all the information that support workers need in order to support them well is not taped up on walls. It's away in a file. They can access that and try not to get those things that it becomes like an office. It's not the office. It's a spare bedroom. So all those rooms are Tammy Kelly's rooms. They're not workers' rooms. Someone might sleep there overnight, but it's a spare bedroom like you would have for someone sleeping overnight. And they have a dining room table that people do not work on and leave notes for other workers. All those kind of things are really, really important to not let Tammy and Kelly's home become a workplace or to not reflect them. I want to give a really strong message. This is their home. Episode four is all about this stuff, making a home. How having control over your space can make a difference to your well-being and sense of who you are. Home is a space where you're very comfortable about who you are and so you also want to take that with you when you go out into the community that you feel good about yourself. Like that's where your identity is formed, about what you wear, what your interests are, who your friends are, what what are the things that you like to do. If you don't have that at home... It's really difficult to be confident about being a community member, yep. having an identity. So 
that's such a safeguard for Tammy and Kelly to have a house that is a home that suits them and they've grown into that home and lived in the street for 20 years. That is kind of a very, a very critical part for Tammy and Kelly for support. If the home isn't good, then other things can't happen either. A sense of home also makes it easier for social connection to happen, especially if your mobility is limited. And good relationships can be an important safeguard for everyone. What keeps Tammy and Kelly safe? I think um, having people around them that know them. When Tammy and Kelly first moved into this house in Baden, it was a little bit anxious at first because we knew that the neighbours next door had asked that we put up a screen of trees because there was that perception of people with disabilities moving next door. But since then, it's very different. Like, for example, if an ambulance has been there during the week, they'll pop over. Mary will pop over and say, is everything all right? I noticed the ambulance was here. Are you okay? Do you need a hand with anything? A paling will fall off the fence. The neighbour next door will go, hey, i am just got my drill out. Do you want me to put that paling back on the fence? That's what all neighbours do, I think. Yeah. I think it's good where they are too because it's a bit of a culture of neighbours talking to each other, people seeing each other because they walk and exercise. Like Tim and Kelly have a great little balcony that looks out into the street. They really enjoy looking out there and watching people go by the neighbour next door. They exchange eggs for the limes on Tim and Kelly's trees. Tim and Kelly get invited to street parties. So people are looking out for them. People feel comfortable walking up their driveway to say hello. They have a, a book library out the front. People stop in and have a book and have a chat and bring their kids. And it's very important that they are well known and they know people like to say hello. They're visible and they're not just visible. People know who they are. Tammy and Kelly living in their own place means they can have friends over too. Home is a place where relationships can grow. Health limits them from going out or doing things, then home is even more important because they need to be able to invite people into their home. Kelly has been particularly having lots and lots of seizures and hasn't been able to get out much. And a friend of hers came to visit. That just changed Kelly's day dramatically. And that's a safeguard for, for Kelly. They need to be able to use their home as as a way of seeing friends or, for example, like Kelly, she's really been limited this year. So what she's done is have some creative days like paint and sip where people come and do painting and have a glass of wine and nice food or create pottery. Like there's many people who just want to come and share that with people and people come along and, you know, enjoy and create things and Home is a perfect place to do that and that's really important for Tammy and Kelly that they both can make their home work for them when they're in the home. When they first moved out, Tammy and Kelly were in a small flat. Now they've got a bigger place. There's space for them each to have their own friendships. 
in the flat, people would come and visit and you'd be visiting Tammy and Kelly. There's no opportunity for them to have a friend that's just visiting them. In this home, they're much more able to be in spaces and have individual friendships instead of being seen as a, as a block of people. Neighbours and friendships are safeguards. So is making sure their home stays like an ordinary home. Another safeguard that Bobby's set up is a network of friends and allies. I'm a single parent and I don't have a lot of family in Brisbane and my son's overseas in Ireland, which is a very long way away. And so it's really important that other people are in Tammy and Kelly's life. One thing that I've done, and this kind of happened because Tammy and Kelly moved from um, a service which was a collective into self-direction and it was about so how do we keep them employing their own workers making their you know assist to make their own decisions have those people around them keep the vision keep the things that we know which are important to them in their life and one of those things that I have done is ask people to be part of a network and people were really excited about being involved there's about six people in the network they all have a particular role. The initial thought we would come together twice a year, but I think it happened a bit more regularly. And also I had a bit of a health scare and ended up in hospital. So that was a, a good cue to the network to say, oh, what do we need to know? <laughs> Where's the information? So it was a very good practice run. And also I went to Ireland to see my granddaughter, when she was born so that was another good practice for the network and some of those roles are like one person is a person around health another person is a facilitator which is really important this is around equipment and finance someone who can run the pays when I'm not around human resources, recruitment, even thinking through the legislation and things like that. NDIS, someone who's knowledgeable about the NDIS and what you'd need to know. There are other options for that, but it's just a really good safeguard. So, well, the temptation is to bring all this together. It would be easy to have all those meetings in Tammy and Kelly's home, but I know Tammy Noon, if she sees someone turning up to her home with butcher's paper and pens. She goes, oh, no, I'm out of here. I don't want that in my home. Well, Tammy does not want people turning up with pieces of paper and pens. The network meets informally at Tammy and Kelly's place for Sunday brunch. They'll still be able to be involved in that. And also Tammy and Kelly's workers get to meet their network and know who they are. So it's really important that people in the network know where Tammy and Kelly live. That's why we have the brunches on the Sunday. It gives you a whole different perspective of who they are. When they're out, they're different. As much as I know that the network are really important for all that administrative things and vision and things like that, it's just really important that the network understands the value of Home for Tammy and Kelly and what that offers them and why it's important to keep that as it is. These people happen to be in Tammy and Kelly's life, but 
hadn't been asked to come in in that formal way. So this is a way about safeguarding that. Before the NDIS, Australia's National Disability Insurance Scheme, Bobby and Tammy and Kelly's dad, Jimmy, did a massive amount of support. Now, Bobby can go back to being a mum. As somebody who's paid taxes all their life, I just really appreciate now that the NDIS has come in and it's offered so much to Tammy and Kelly around the formal support. When Tammy and Kelly first moved out, um, they didn't have a lot of funding and so mum and dad needed to be part of that support over weekends, particularly with penalty rates and things like that. That was one of my worries that I think I brought to the network about having additional funding, which meant I didn't have to be part of their uh, physical support or part of the calendar, but actually, what is my role now? I don't go there on a regular basis. I pop in, they invite me for things. I could have lunch with Cal. I could sit out the front with Tam. Also, Tam and Kelly come to my home which is really, really nice. I've never actually had that opportunity. It would be mainly they would come for support, but they're coming to say hello, which is a real switch. So I'm gradually learning how to get into that role and to take off my hat when I go to Tammy and Kelly's home. This is a home I do not need to manage the support team. There's other people who do that. So I'm there as Tammy and Kelly's mum. And now, as well as me being able to be mum, um, the dad can be their dad. Like, go to football, go to a blues event down the Gold Coast. That's something really lovely instead of being a support worker as a parent. Since Bobby is now less involved in the day-to-day support, she needs to make sure that Tammy and Kelly continue to get high-quality care but not at the cost of a good life. Bobby has a group she calls the leadership team, employees who focus on key parts of Tammy and Kelly's life. There are some things that I think I'm really good at, and that's holding the vision and the overall umbrella over this, but I'm terrible at HR. So... It's really important that Tammy and Kelly's support team have specific roles. There's a leadership group who are the people like a senior worker, team leader and an informal supports coordinator that blends the formal and informal. I know it sounds funny saying an informal supports coordinator, but for Tammy and Kelly it needs to be intentional because it just doesn't happen. Someone needs to be able to think through that out of the team who's not actually a support worker who can dream a little bit, who can be creative about that. It would be very easy for the formal supports to overtake Tammy and Kelly's life because they're so critical. They also have a a support coordinator, which is different to the people in the teams. Bobby realises how important it is to keep Tammy and Kelly's home as their home. Into the future too. The formal name for this safeguard is succession planning. It seems a very formal word, but I know as I get older, I need to safeguard my role. It's not just succession planning for me, it's succession planning for 
people that I go to to help me make decisions. Like maybe those people aren't always going to be around. So always thinking about what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next thing. It's really critical for Tammy and Kelly. One of the risks could be if I'm the common link between the network and the formal supports is that's really risky. So we've done quite a bit of thinking about that where the leadership team and the support workers have come together with the network to actually meet each other and do some planning, planning together, because that's really important for the support workers to be a part of that and to know who those people are instead of, oh, they're over there and we're here. So it's really important for Tammy and Kelly that they are all linked and know each other and have worked together and have come up with ideas it's really, really important. Um, we've done that this year. Things just become obvious. Like I think when I was unwell, the network didn't know. So what's the structure? Who do we go to in the team? Who has that information? What if what if Bobby needs a signatory? We don't know where the banking stuff is. One critical thing is you have to pay the workers. That just has to happen. So safeguarding those things, safeguard Tammy and Kelly and safeguard their arrangements. So people do turn up for work. People are well supported at work. Handing over some things, knowing what's important to hand over now and also thinking about safeguarding in the future. And so it's really important that other people are in Tammy and Kelly's life to share that vision with me so they're known yeah because it's you know it's a lot for one person and that's a real danger for Tammy and Kelly they, it, they, it, it could slip so easily that if something happened to me someone might think that Tammy and Kelly want to have a different living arrangement and I know that wouldn't work this works you need to safeguard that home for the future now and for the future Looking back, Bobby says there are things she's learnt about stepping back and making space. Like in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. But I think about how important it is to really be confident to ask people. The asking is so important. Like you think, oh, I don't ask because they're too busy. You should just ask. People can say no. I wish I was confident in that earlier if... It isn't done intentionally. It like it's not it's not going to get done itself. That's what I've kind of learned in my life. You actually have to do something, and yeah, that's really helped. I've learned to step back a little bit in order for other people to be there. I need to step back a little bit so there's a little bit of room for people to come in, and also for Tammy and Kelly to see that that I can have the role of mum and. Other people can come in and form those different relationships. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just, am I too scared to let that go? I have to, I have to risk it because it's worth the risk. One thing I have learned over the years is people actually have wanted to be in Tammy and Kelly's life and making that space for them if people are offering that you should accept it's important to keep people close because they're there for the long term 
that's how Tammy and Kelly are safeguarded. And I don't think I can keep Tammy and Kelly safe. It needs to be a variety of people and I need to step back a little bit and give room for other people to develop relationships and for Tammy and Kelly to develop those relationships not facilitated by me. For the last 25 years, Tammy and Kelly's place has meant so much more than just a roof over their heads and a place to store their stuff. It's their home filled with memories, history and meaning. That was Bobby Noon, mother of Kelly and Tammy Noon. If you're a family member, set up safeguards so not everything relies on you. Make a home feel like a home and not an office or a hospital. It means everyone can relax and feel safe and entertain friends and family and build new relationships for the future. Being well-known, respected and visible in your community are also important safeguards. It wasn't easy for Bobby to step back and invite other people in. But because she did, the safeguards are in place. Tammy and Kelly can keep doing the things they love with their friends and enjoy their home now and into the future. You can find the show notes for this episode with the main points and a transcript on My Home, My Way website. The My Home, My Way website also has lots of resources, stories and tips for you to get your own place on your terms or to support someone else too. Type My Home, My Way into a search engine or go to myhomemyway.com.au slash podcast. My Home, My Way is made by NACBO, the National Alliance of Capacity Building Organisations in Australia. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Turbul and Jagera peoples by Hugh Rose Miller for the Community Resource Unit with assistance from Margaret Rogers and Danielle Mason. It was hosted by me, Jake Briggs, and produced by Jane Curtis with executive producer Deb Rouget. Sound engineering by John Jacobs. My Home, My Way is produced with the support of the Australian Government Department of Social Services. If you like this episode, please tell your friends and family. We'd love to know if there's anything we could do to make this podcast more accessible and your feedback in general. Contact us through the My Home, My Way website. Thanks for listening.